Coming up on HIGMT, the Tesla Model 3 gets recognized as best in class. Are Tesla suppliers telling us more than we should know? Model Y registrations outnumber Model 3s in California, and Sandy Monroe looks at a Ford Mustang Mach-E. Welcome to How I Got My Tesla, the podcast of indeterminate length for Saturday, April 24th, 2021, episode 39. In Ottawa, Ontario, I'm Matt Wilson. Let's start off with a few Tesla things you should know. Drone operator Gabe Inacow recently took some time to fly over Tesla's Fremont factory, and there are some new observations to report back. On top of generally flying all over the facility, including the logistics area, casting plant, and the 4680 battery cell area, Gabe Inacow was able to check out a parked Tesla Semi and revised version of the Model X that happened to be driving around. Although nothing earth-shattering was gleaned by the flyby, what I found most interesting was the sheer amount of work happening outside of the factory on all sides. There's so much activity going on, I really don't have any idea how Tesla keeps track of anything. Anyway, so if you're interested in the drone video, I will link out to the InsideEVs.com and the Tesserati.com article in the show notes below. Tesla's Model 3 has another win under their belt by winning Best Compact Luxury Sedan for 2021 by automotive publisher Motor Trend. Last year, the Model 3 was in contention for the award, but just missed out due to quality control issues. The Model 3 is in a competitive segment, but was able to win out over the Genesis G70, Audi A4, Volvo S60, and many others on Motor Trend's list in this segment. I suspect that this award will add fuel to Tesla's fire in terms of category dominance over their rivals, especially with the revised Model S, X, and Y. It'll be interesting to see what happens when the $25,000 EV gets announced and produced. With Tesla finally getting a hold of their quality control issues, there probably won't be very much negative things to talk about within their vehicle lineup. The Model 3 was also able to snag top spot in terms of new vehicle registrations in Germany for the month of March. Tesla was able to register just over 100 more Model 3s over the second place finisher, which was the E-Up City Car by Volkswagen. Tesla appears to be on a roll in terms of entering into an existing marketplace that was previously dominated by local vehicle manufacturers and taking a considerable chunk of their monthly sales. According to their own suppliers, 2021 might be a banner year for Tesla with an estimated 1 million vehicles produced this year. Tesserati.com has a story where tire pressure monitoring system supplier Cisgration has noted that orders for Tesla has increased fourfold over last year with an expected order for 4 million tire pressure monitoring system devices. Four devices being used per vehicle, that would equate to 1 million EVs for Tesla alone. And it should be noted that the Tesla Semi would need up to 10 devices for every truck sold, but the 1 million produced could actually be a thing for Tesla this year since the Semi would be in very limited production for 2021. Hoda, a supplier for Tesla, but this time for reduction gears, has also stated that they have an order for 1 million units for 2021. CleanTechnica.com has an article where they project production numbers for not only 2021, but they also went all the way back to 2012 to include production numbers at that time. They include a whole host of graphs and charts in the article, so if you want to see Tesla's growth in terms of production for each quarter, you should definitely check out the links in the show notes below. Much of the information is broken down by specific vehicle being produced and Clean Technica believes that the target of 900,000 delivered units for 2021 is achievable. Now, I personally think that Tesla might be low-balling uh, production numbers for 2021 and I really do think that they can break the 1 million produced and delivered for this year alone. 
YouTuber Jeeves has a half hour long video dedicated to his Model Y and his thoughts since he took ownership over 18,000 miles ago. It's a great video and it also includes a link to a chance to win a Model Y performance with $10,000 cash and two electric bicycles. Uh, Charity Stars is hosting the sweepstakes in order to support Erase MS and Cure Addiction Now and you can enter for as little as $10 and I will link out the sweepstakes in the show notes below. You only have about three days left to enter. Anyways, uh, Jeeves gives us a great summary of his Model Y, including some minor issues he's still having to deal with, nothing really earth-shattering or deal-breaking whatsoever. He also goes into some of his minimalistic additions to the Model Y interior, so definitely check out the video if you think the Model Y is the right Tesla for you. Anyone thinking about purchasing or leasing a Tesla but cannot decide if leasing is a better option over a straight-up purchase should definitely check out the InsideEVs.com story in the show notes below. YouTuber Carter Jones goes over lease versus purchase options for a Model Y by way of an online calculator. This makes it very easy to see what the financial benefit would be for prospective owners of any vehicle. As Carter noted, the decision to lease or purchase is ultimately dependent for the individual, but having the calculator and Carter's perspective is valuable information once you have decided one way or another. For me, I did some quick calculations, and for the off-menu Model 3 standard range, the yearly cost for the purchase was $5,300, and the yearly cost of the lease was $7,300, so that's a $2,000 annual difference favoring purchasing over leasing. For the Model 3 Standard Range Plus, the yearly cost for the purchase was $7,600 and the yearly cost for the lease was $8,300. And that's a $700 annual difference, uh, again favoring purchasing over leasing, but not really by much. And finally, for the Model Y Long Range, the yearly cost for the purchase was $10,000 and the yearly cost for the lease was again $10,000. So there's real no financial benefit between leasing or financing, at least in my situation. So based on these examples, the less a vehicle costs and the more incentives are available, it actually might make more sense to purchase a vehicle over leasing. I found that as the price of the vehicle increases and the incentives no longer apply, it might actually make more sense to lease a vehicle for four years rather than purchase over eight years since the yearly cost would be less for the lease. But like I said previously, everyone's financial situation is different. But if you're having this information made available to you before you commit is always a benefit. Vehicle registration analysis shows that the Tesla Model Y was registered more often in California over the Model 3. Over the past few years, the Model 3 was Tesla's main deliverable, but for the first quarter of 2021, shows that the Model Y was registered more often by a considerable amount. Around 8,000 Model 3s were registered in California, while the Model Y registrations were over 12,000. It's been a year since the first deliveries of the Model Y have occurred and we're already seeing sales of the Model Y eating into the sales of the Model 3. Based on this trend, it might be unexpected to have the Model Y be Tesla's most produced EV since the crossover SUV market in North America remains red hot. Orders for the refreshed Model S are being pushed further into 2021 than originally announced. The Plaid Plus versions were always going to be available for deliveries in 2022, but it's the Plaid version that keeps on getting delayed. Initial deliveries were supposed to be in early March, but Tesla is letting prospective owners know that deliveries are again pushed to July. 
According to Tesla's Q1 deliveries for 2021, no Model S's or X's were actually delivered, although we're getting reports of these vehicles in a while, probably in limited numbers for testing purposes. There's no word if the July date would be the final extension. I suppose if you're looking to get into any Tesla these days, you should have a lot of patience since supply is very low and demand is very high. Another week has gone by and another round of price increases for the Model 3 and Model Y are again hitting my newsfeed. Both the Model 3 Standard Range Plus and Long Range versions have gone up an additional $500. So the cheapest Model 3 that you can get into is just under $39,000 US. The Model Y Long Range also saw the same price increase. So the cheapest Model Y that you can get into is just under $51,000 US. I, both the revised Model S and Model X have yet to receive any price increases this year. And I also spent some time online in the design center. It does not appear that Tesla has yet to get around to raising any of the prices here in Canada. Right now, the cheapest Model 3 is the off-menu standard range at $46,389. And the cheapest Model Y is, again, the off-menu standard range version at $56,290. Sandy Monroe has a new vehicle in the shop and it's the new Mustang Mach-E from Ford. In early April, Sandy had the Volkswagen ID4 and he gave us a few videos and his thoughts on the EV from Volkswagen. Now I mentioned the Ford Mustang Mach-E because in the event that I was not able to get into a Tesla of some sort, then maybe the uh, Mach-E would be a suitable alternative. But for now, that's not really the case. But anyone is actually looking at the Mustang Mach-E should definitely take a look at Sandy's video. His first impressions were generally favorable, noting no issues with panel gaps and the absence of door handles. And the general layout of the interior makes sense for those of us who are transitioning from an SUV with an internal combustion engine. Output from Gigafactory Berlin may be pushed to late October, according to another story from InsideEVs.com. The nuts and bolts of the issue has to do with the final building permit and the time needed for the general public to provide comment before Tesla is given the green light to start production. Although this might seem insurmountable, I suspect that Tesla might be able to expedite the allotted time for public comment if Tesla continues to have a positive relationship with the governing bodies overseeing the final approval. In the past, Tesla was able to proceed with construction of the Gigafactory in the upcoming 4680 battery cell production factory, but only after working with local officials. So I don't really think that this should be any different, although the comment period is now legislated by law, Tesla might have a little bit of a tough fight in front of them. Elon Musk recently visited Gigafactory Texas last week, complete with a drive around the construction site in his Cybertruck. When asked if production to deliveries are still on track from Texas in 2021, Elon replied back in a tweet that limited production of the Model Y is planned for this year with full-on production in 2022. Nothing was mentioned about the possible delivery times for the Cybertruck, even though Tesla mentions that the production of the tri-motor variant is to begin in late 2021, according to the Tesla Design Studio. Now, I will need to listen back to my prediction episodes uh, last year. My notes indicate that I predicted that actually no production would be occurring out of Gigafactory, Texas, regardless of the vehicle being produced. And while we're talking about Gigafactory, Texas, we might as well take a swing by and see what has transpired over the past week. And thanks again to Joe Tegmeyer and Jeff Roberts for the daily drone footage. Underground utilities are being installed, including electrical gas lines and pipes for their stormwater management. There are newly designed and colored precast concrete wall panels that are now being installed around the General Assembly building, while standard panels are being installed just around the exterior walls south of the casting plant. 
Concrete footings are being poured in the southwest corner of the Megapad area, and progress on the steel work within the 4680 battery cell production area is continuing at a fast rate, as well as progress on the main part of the Gigafactory in the southwest corner of, again, the Megapad area. Grading of the area for the proposed battery cathode and lithium hydroxide processing facility is continuing, and the temporary switchyard uh, appears to be now complete. So I wonder if the exterior sheathing that I mentioned over the last couple of weeks is actually temporary. Gigafactory very much looks to be in the shape of a narrow H with large areas uh, that are actually not yet constructed. So I wonder if Tesla will be filling in these empty areas in the near future. The mix of the precast uh, concrete wall panels and the gypsum core base panels is definitely weird and really unexpected. Well, that should pretty much do it for episode 39. If you're looking to purchase a Tesla and you want 1,000 free supercharging miles, feel free to use my referral program link in the show notes below, or you can head on over to teos.la slash Matthew40942. Currently, the only person to make use of my referral link is Chatty, so thanks again to Chatty for that. Uh, hashtag for this episode, let's try hashtag 1 million forecast and hashtag for this podcast is hashtag HIGMT. And if you have any feedback for me, you can throw me an email at howigotmytessa at gmail.com. And I need to shout out my patrons who support me at my V3 supercharging level. So thanks again to my brother, Nick, for your continued support. As always, you can watch my progress towards a Tesla of some sort by visiting howigotmytesla.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram by simply searching for How I Got My Tesla. And finally, I've set up a new Discord server for fans of the podcast, and I'll include a link to the server in the show notes below. It's a great resource to find the progression on any given topic, such as my 2021 predictions, financing and leasing, or even news on the anticipated Gigafactory in Michigan. So thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by Matt Wilson and hosted by Squarespace. Music for this episode is Cascade by Cubby. Cubby.